Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Good morning, J. Key in Vegas. Good morning. What up, baby? I am in Vegas. Does it feel like morning there yet? 5 a.m. where you are? Just feels like Vegas. I'm in a bunker somewhere in a building. (laughs) So I don't have any windows. I don't have anything. So I don't know what it's out. I was just thinking that, Max. I was like, I wonder if it's light outside. Yes. Even know if like it's a day. Hostage. That's Vegas, though, man. Sometimes you don't know. Is it day? Is it night? And, no idea. You know, it's two o'clock a.m. or p.m. <laughs> it all looks the same. Yeah, but I mean, here's the like great thing about it, though. You still got people that are just roaming around outside, sightseeing. Like it's two thirty in the morning. Why are you sightseeing? You know, I can shut. Yeah, I know, right? I can shut it down when the show's over in a couple hours. I can shut it down for about five hours, Jay, and then I can go to a pool party and, and be fine. See. Avoid our twelve thirty call. Tell everybody I dropped my phone in the water. No, yeah. take the call from what do you, the pool you can't party. Go in the I'm water trying to see what's pool. out there. You're not there. going in a pool in Vegas to the pool party. Stop that. No, you're no, not. I'm not. Uh, at, no, not not at this age. I'm not. No, not at this age. Wait, in the pool. You see, wait, did you see how? Mm-mm. Did you hear how Key had to clarify? No, not at this age because we all have been there. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to act like you haven't been no, there, no, Max. No, no. You know what? The, you've all, the, we've no, all. No, been I, to pool, be honest Max, with you, why am I in this thing? No, I, to be to, to be to be honest with you, Jay. Yes, I've never been in a pool in Vegas. What? I've, I've been to a pool, not in the water. I never put my face in the pool. I never go underwater. I no, I've never. I've never. No. Yeah. None at all. It's I just. I was thinking about it. I was not thinking about it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I've, been, I've been at the uh, pool. I've walked around the pool. I've cabanaed the pool. But I have never, ever been actually in, in the, the pool. pool. Yeah. yeah not no. But you, you know. But you, you're one of them dudes. Yeah, I was going to say, you one of them dudes, turn up dudes. Yeah, I wasn't. I, see, but kid, you always growing up kind of like LA ish. Like, you've been. I, for me, yeah, I ain't I that guy. I was, like, uh, I was like, ah, I'm here. Yeah. See, I'm Jay. Here, but look, Jay. Fingers, I'm wild e- out. Even though when I was ripped up, I didn't take off my shirt and walk around with my shirt in the back of my pants. None of that. I don't. That ain't my. No, that wasn't never my kick down. I never did that. But, Jay. No, you no, see, I no, I didn't say you. Yeah, but you seen some of them. But you see them all day long, man. Stop, like you're sweating. Stop walking around, pacing around the. Pool. Yes, like what Go are you doing? Down Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> we know you have muscles and tattoos, and you're not breathing, Key. I, you're not. Your nose or your mouth is not open. You're not taking in any air. Stop <laughs> yeah, yeah. trying to hold it tight. <laughs> you ever seen a muscle or a tattoo? Look at this. <laughs> Never Vegas. seen one before, have you? The Vegas life earlier in the morning. You know, I had dinner last night with, with the NFL Live crew, and we ran up the bill thanks to our uh, bosses at ESPN. We enjoyed ourselves. And uh, it was interesting because I didn't I hadn't been in Vegas in, I don't know, five and a half, six years. And just seeing how people move around, it was like, come on, man, seriously. It, it, it doesn't change at all. This place, boy, I feel bad for a lot of people because – People come here, they just lose it all, or they win it all, they lose it all. They lose a lot when you come to Vegas, man. You lose your marriage, you lose your money, you just lose it all. And Boy, you keep is. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you keep going. Here's the thing about Vegas, Why were you though. looking at me when you were saying that? I'm just you saying, like, you can— to me that I would keep going? Is you that could, what you're saying? You could pay for entertainment wherever you go, and you're entertained, and then in the end, you know, you lose the money. In Vegas, you pay for entertainment, and you probably lose your money. Or maybe— 
maybe not. Maybe you actually make some money while you're or maybe, or maybe some of those, Or maybe some of those people that was in the lobby will take your money. Well, I you know, they're making like, money, Key. You, keep you know, saying, everyone, <laughs> they got to make money, too. All keep right, saying listen. pay for entertainment. I'm like, what are we talking about here? What is some of those people that was in that lobby. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. Just making sure and such, you know, of course. Right. What else would we be talking Fashion about? Fashion show at 1 a.m. in the morning. Too early to be talking about this stuff. <laughs> or it's not too early. Maybe it's just the right time where Key's at. Um, guys, what was go- what's been going on between Kevin Durant and Charles Back Barkley? to sports. Back to sports. That's Speaking right. Speaking of paying for entertainment. I think we've got to take this Barkley just and Kevin Durant. Just far enough. If you enjoy uh, your bosses paying for those dinners, I think we've taken it just far enough. Mickey Mouse, those fangs come out quick. Um, KD is and, and Barkley going at it, guys. Going at it. I mean, Barkley calling. I, I guess... Look, if Barkley calls KD, the great thing about Charles Barkley is he will say what is on his mind. That's why he's like the greatest entertainer in America. He says what's on his mind. He doesn't care. But even if it might come boomerang back on him, because he did ring chase later in his career. He was in Philly a good long time. They were good, never good enough. He wound up going to Phoenix, to Houston. That was ring chasing, and that's fine. I mean, like, he was a great player. Um, It didn't work out for him in terms of actually getting the ring. But he went after KD, and uh, KD went right back at him. He called KD a ring chaser last night on Inside the NBA and said, here's the quote, guys. All these bus riders, they don't mean nothing to me. If you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. If you're riding the bus, I don't want to hear it. Come on, Shaq, tell them. All these guys walking around with these championship rings. Hey, y'all bus riders, let me tell you something. When you're the bus driver, you got all the pressure. When you have to play well or you're going to get the blame, that's a different animal. See, I understand what he's saying. To me, that's a little bit different than KD. Bus riders are like role players and stuff with rings. Can't really, shouldn't really be talking to Barkley, who is the best player on teams who are excellent, just not quite good enough. KD, oh. I wouldn't say he was exactly a bus rider. He was one of the drivers. The fact, the fact that you said exactly, though, Max, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you said exactly says to me, you think he's a bus rider. No, no, no. Well, I'm making the distinction. He was a driver, but on a bus that was so loaded they couldn't lose. Like, that stacking, stacking the deck like that to me is like you didn't really prove anything to me because you couldn't lose. So, of course, you're going to win a championship if you go to Golden State. Like, no one's going to beat that team. Took LeBron James and Kyrie and, 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 and Kevin Love, everything they had to squeak by by the, by, by the skin of their teeth in Game 7. You add KD to that team, what's that really prove? But – if that's different than saying KD is like a role player on a championship team. Yeah, but I don't think Barkley was even implying that KD was a role player. I think he was just stating that when you are the guy on paper, all that pressure is on you. That pressure is on you. It's yours. It comes with a different set of responsibilities other than what it was like in Golden State. I think that's what he was implying. Yeah, and Golden State, there wasn't the same – well, there was pressure in a way because, like, y'all better not lose. But there wasn't pressure. The the, the way I would say it is like this. A lot of people have had this experience. The pressure could be shared between Steph, Clay, and Kevin Durant. You know those – everyone has friends like this or knows people like this, or maybe it's you. It's nothing like this. It's just the way people are built. That when the odds are in your favor, you're in a little problem uh, after school, some kids come around, you're at a club, whatever it is, when, when you're crew deep and they're not, everyone has their chest out, they're brave, right? But what about when the roles are reversed? That's how you find out who the real dudes are, right? Like, uh-uh, yeah. uh-uh. It is, this is not overwhelmingly in our favor. Now who's still brave? I think we'll that's the point. 
Man, I can't. I can't. I, I, I respect Chuck. Chuck raised me as a professional athlete. I, I can't go there with KD, man. He had a bad series, okay? And it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to as fans. All of a sudden, I'm not just going to dump on this dude and act as though he ain't one of the baddest dudes to face on the planet Earth. I, I, I just can't do that. It wouldn't be – I wouldn't be authentic, Jay, if I did that. I, I just can't. that's what Barkley was doing, though? I See, I don't think that's what Barkley was doing. Well, what was he doing then, Jay? I think he was just saying that when you are the guy, it comes with a different set of challenges – because everything revolves around you. That is I, correct. I think that's what he was saying. I don't think, you know. Well, maybe he just didn't say he it. He didn't a, clarify he himself didn't clarify properly. clarify it, yeah. and it didn't come across yes. the way it needed to, right? Yes. It, because to me, it felt like he was throwing shade at KD for not getting the job done when in Golden State he was on autopilot because of everything else that was around him. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. I've been accused of winning a Super Bowl because of my defense. All you got to do is look up my numbers. Yeah. Look up my numbers the year we won the damn Super Bowl. Okay, I think, well, but I've been accused of riding the coattails of my defense to win the Super Bowl. But I think that's All you got to do is look at my numbers. That's what he's talking about, though, Key. It's like you were Keyshawn Johnson. Like you were – like it was very known who you were and how you rolled, right? And – the expectations that come along with being Keyshawn Johnson are different than the expectations that come along with being, you know, a, a low-tier... Wayne Crabette. Wayne Crabette, right? So I, I think that's Max. what Charles Barkley was talking about. <laughs> like, hey, like, these are the expectations for Kevin Durant, which are unfair, but this is what happens when you are like that to, guy. I'd like to point something out, though. This is what gets lost in what, in what Chuck was saying, what Charles Barkley was saying. Kevin Durant by going to Brooklyn, did a praiseworthy thing to me. Because when you – what that does, he was – what he was attempting to do, whether that was his intention or not, is prove something that he couldn't prove on Golden State on that team where you're set up where you can't lose. Go win when it's not set up that you can't lose, when you're just a contender. Now go win. Well, when you do that, the reason someone – like, I admire that – is because there's some risk involved. That's mm-hmm. why you're proving something. Now, when you take a risk, it doesn't mean it always works out. It means you take a risk. There's an upside. There's a downside. We start to get answers. So not that the answers are all f- complete, but what Charles Barkley, what is not captured, I think, in what he's saying about Kevin Durant is that KD took on that challenge. He hasn't met the challenge yet. He hasn't accomplished it yet. But he did take the risk. He did take the challenge. We're going to leave this cushy situation in Golden State where I can do no wrong because we're killing everyone. And I'm going to try and strike out on my own and have my own team in Brooklyn. But, right? but, he took the challenge. But it was a, he was taking a chance when he went to Golden State too, though. Oh, Why on. not? Tell me why he wasn't taking a chance, Max. Because, because the same thing that happened against Toronto could have happened well, when he joined Golden okay. State. Exactly. Yeah. You're, taking, you're taking a chance. 
But you're he, still taking a no, chance. No, but, but that, that flies in the face of, of really what's underneath, which is I'm going to minimize the chance. You're always taking a chance no matter what you do, I suppose. But there was less chance going to Golden State than which going is to any fair. team ever. Which is fair. Right? Which, is, which is fair That's and why true. That's criticized. Unless he would have joined Shaq and Kobe back in the day. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he couldn't. Right. <laughs> but he could. But he's like but, five years old. He, he joined Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. You know, Going to Golden State, for me, I, I never, ever looked at it and said, oh, he joining the team, 73. I, I never got into that because I didn't care about that. All I cared about was a player realizing I'm going to a, a stable organization that wants to win. Not that OKC didn't want to win, but OKC did let Harden walk out the door based on money. OKC didn't finish the deal. So for KD to go to Golden State, I had no issues with it. A lot of people had issues with it because he joined a already championship team. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of players in professional sports that join championship teams. It's not uncommon. It is nothing no, new with 70, KD. He did. 73-win team, though, to me, is, is that A 73-win team that didn't win a championship. That's true. No, that's true. So, the, so, so what What does 73 wins do for you? What it, what it does nothing. for you is say Zero. Golden State and KD, boy, we can't get by that guy. What if we join forces? Now we can beat LeBron James. Now we can beat anybody. But you won that 73, do it for me. You won 73 games and didn't win anything. You just like you just the, like people that you you just like people seven. doesn't matter though. You just like everybody else, Jay, that wins the MVP in the regular season and then go home round two. Well look you just like I, that. I think we could agree about this. When he went to Brooklyn, there was he was saying, Okay, let me prove the next thing, right? And and now he's in the process of trying to do it. He's not done yet. He's you know, but he's he's so far hasn't gotten it done in Brooklyn. Man, at least he's showing up though. Often Achilles, often Achilles showing he, up. He bought out the other best. night. Mm-hmm. Where was Ben Simmons last night? Sarah Kustak of e- of Yes Network, who was on this show yesterday. We were surprised not to see him on the bench last night. I do think that's going to be an area of, of taking a look at how, because I think when the trade happened, I was, I'll speak for myself, look at his strengths, look at who he has been as a player, not have just the recency bias of thinking of last postseason and how it ended for him with Philadelphia, but just his compilation of the young start to his career as a whole and what that would look like alongside this lineup. But it is about getting back on the floor. It is about feeling comfortable. It's about the physical nature of it, the mental nature of it and I think there is a long way to go and I don't know if it's at this point of the season I don't know if this would be a tough spot given the circumstances of where Brooklyn was at in the series that play into that but I do think obviously that's going to be a question mark and something to look at when you think about what this roster could and what moves you want to make who you want to fill it around when it comes to him and the expectation of what you have with him being on the floor and being with this group you know something is interesting about back a lot of – I remember this going back like 20 or 30 years. I started hearing about studies that were done on how many American men in particular had lower back issues, okay, and, and how often it was actually correlated to psychological stress, emotional stress on the job place, whatever else. It is interesting, Key, that the, that the back issues are being linked in a way or at least correlated – to the return of a kind of mental block getting back on the court. I mean, I, I noticed it anyway, Keith. I, I, I'm at a loss for words, uh, Max, because you tell me it was your back, 
and then you tell me it's the mental situation. So I, I, I just, I'm lost. I can't question either. I will never question a man's injury and what he tells me and how the hell I'm not a doctor to question a person's mental capacity and stability. So it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those deals yeah. where people, you know, they first thing they start doing is throwing up religion. You go, oh, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to touch that. It's but, the same thing for me when you talk about injuries in somebody's mental. I, I don't know what to say. I'm like, just, yeah, that's what he says it is. Yeah. I, I got, I've given up that fight. I'm with you, Keith. I got something I really want to say. I've been waiting all day since yesterday to say this. I've had some serious conversations yesterday with some people. And my takeaway yesterday was that I am officially making the announcement publicly that I am all about protecting Ben Simmons right now. Mm. I am over-criticizing him. Yesterday, um, you know, I made the statement a couple of days ago about what he was wearing on the sidelines and the distractions and the attention that that brought on him uh, due to the fact that he did have some mental things that he was working through. But after my conversations yesterday, I, I think it's our job as a community, and I'm going to say this as a black man too, Key, within the black community, to uh, really speak up and speak out on helping him process this. Because for me, obviously he is going through something. Right? It's apparent he is going through something psychologically here. And things he's dealt with family members and everything that happened, even with his relationship with the people that are in his utmost corner, to how things were dealt with in Philadelphia, to how things were dealt with in Brooklyn and the miscommunication, the interview, uh, the setup that led him to the point about his, the mental issues triggering his back. I just want Ben Simmons to stay here in New York, to surround himself with people that love him and want to protect him, to work out every single day with the Brooklyn Nets, to build trust with his teammates, to continue to go to therapy, not to go back to L.A. or go down to Miami and be in that lifestyle where he's posting cars and he's posting planes. I just want him to focus on himself and what he needs most for himself to be in the best state possible to play next year. Because this is a big part of the mental issues. He lives, KD is responding to Charles Barkley on social media. That is one of the best players to ever play in the game of basketball. What in the hell makes you think that Ben Simmons is not paying attention to what millions of people are saying about him on a day-to-day basis on social media? Or the people like Stephen A. Smith, or the people like myself. In regards to whether you want to minimize me, or whoever it is, Keyshawn, whoever it is, those are voices that people are paying attention to. He's listening to that. So I feel like it's my responsibility to say there are people out here that care about you, Ben Simmons, as a man, and want to see you succeed. And I don't equate the money that you make to you being successful mentally. I just wanted to state that because I want to shift the conversation. I know it's going to be shifted from my, my POV key. If it is for other people, that's their prerogative. But I, I want to help him and protect him instead of continue to crucify him like everybody else is doing for the sake of social media or hot polarizing takes. That's well, it's my very, piece. It's very difficult at the position that a lot of us is in when we really don't know. And that's why I always caution myself because when you don't know what a person is going through and you don't know what's really going on, speculation is reckless as far as I'm concerned. 
And as you know me, Jay, and been working with me for two years now, I'm not going to speculate if I don't know. It's just not I, – I don't know. Max asked me the question. Like I said, it, it's – one minute it was the back. The next minute is something to do with his mental capacity. So I, I got to step back. I'm not going to just the becomes key assume when, something, yeah, and right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. When you got people that then come out and use it as fuel to get their names engaged in conversation, I'm going to go and say, and he's – look, Royce White then comes out and says, well, if it was me, I would be playing the game for him. Like, well, you're not even in this conversation. <laughs> you know, and – but it's not you. It's Ben Simmons. So, I mean, yesterday, man, Alan Yates and I were talking about this, and I just – like, I'm over all of it. Like, the playoffs are done. They are out. Let this man be. Let him have peace of mind for a minute. I think there are people who, who react to, Key, what you said, and, Jay, what you're saying with uh, cynicism, with skepticism. Of course, you can do that. Because if someone uh, invokes the idea of mental uh, difficulties, you know, emotional difficulties, then people say, oh, well, that's something we can't question, so that's an easy out. But I do think, Jay, what you're saying is right. In the big picture, something is going on yes, with Ben it's Simmons. Apparent, Max. And it is not necessary to uh, vilify him for it, although there will be angry feelings among many fans and media members, I think. Um, well, that's their own problem, though, Max. Yeah, sure. But even if, but, if that man is saying that he's got some stuff going on and people are saying it within his camp, in his organization, he got some stuff going on. Leave it alone. And I not would, you, I, yeah, yeah, not I, you, but those people that you were talking about should leave it alone. I would also point out that once upon a time, Zach Grinke, who wound up pitching for the Dodgers, among other franchises, yes. key is going to the Hall of Fame one day. Zach Grinke had social anxiety disorder. He was this extremely hot prospect pitcher in Kansas City. Social anxiety disorder, the first thing I thought was, how is he going to pitch in front of huge crowds in the playoffs and stuff, right? But he worked it out. He stated it publicly, worked it out, and became one of the great pitchers of his era. So it does not disqualify someone from future greatness. Nor, uh, And I think, Jay, it's what you're saying is right, that the first reaction of anger or, or, you know, um, can, can be replaced with a, a reaction of greater understanding. That is possible, too. So here's a hard cut. Ready for yeah. this? Where does John Morant's dunk rank? Among the all-time great dunks. Who is up there? That's next on ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. I mean, Josh Sparks to come back with mm. the dunk. Mm. 18 mm. in the fourth. Go ahead, three late. <laughs> Comes back with the layup to win it. But that dunk, Jay, that dunk is one of the best dunks ever in the playoffs. But is it the greatest dunk ever in the playoffs? Jay got his round ball rankings. Yes, I do. Let's start off with number five. Number five. Ooh, pip, pip. Pip key, Scotty Pippen dunking over Patrick Ewing in the 1994 playoffs. Praise the Lord, this dunk right here. Pat was literally wobbling back. Didn't seem like he had full throttle try. It wasn't only the voracious, the voracious dunk that Pippen Do- had. Who? The voracious, voracious. dunk. Voracious. voracious ver- I corrected myself before you even joked Not about it. Not a voracious it. Bam, because I'm quick and I'm on it. It was the dunk, and it was also the push down, get off me, Patrick Ewing. Afterwards, step over you, stare at your ass. That's what it was. That's number five. Next up. Number four. Number four, Kobe Bryant's essentially reverse windmill on Kevin Garnett in the 2003 playoffs. I mean, the reverse windmill, his momentum, he's driving baseline from the right side. He cuffs it underneath, windmills it. His momentum is taking him away from the basket, and KG tries to go up and then crouches down. Oh, I, 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 It was one of the greatest dunks I've ever seen in playoff basketball, in basketball in general, and plus, rest in peace, Kobe. Legendary, one of the best legends to ever participate in any sport. One of the craziest dunks I've ever seen. That's number four. Number three. Number three. Coming to you, John Morant's dunk over Malik Beasley last night. I was speculating whether it was number one, but for me, what knocks it a notch or two down, it was a crazy dunk because he takes off from the third stripe, but putting the left hand on the right shoulder of Malik Beasley to raise himself up just a little bit more, even though I know it's one of the most dynamic dunks I've ever seen in the history of basketball in general, I still, that makes it, that that knocks it down one notch or two to me, Max. Man, that's that baller stuff right there. To me, it looked good. (laughs) To the normal person, it's going to look good. But I know how the extra little boost helps you elevate over somebody. But still, it's top three. It's crazy. That's number three. Next up. Number two. Baron Davis against AK-47. Andre Korolenko. You talk about in the 2007 Western Conference Finals. He meets him at the rim. Body on body, boom, just connecting. And he cocks that thing back, but also it's BD. And BD, I mean, Korolinko's like seven feet tall. He meets him high, that high at the rim, and then punches it on him. Like meets him in the the air with his short. He got T-Rex arms like me, man, and is able to bang on AK-47. One of the best dunks in playoff basketball I've ever seen. That was number two. And finally. Number one. They call this the Lister Blister. Do some research. Get a historian to break down what this meant to the basketball community back in 1992, Key. I'm 11 years old. I remember watching it. Watching Sean Kemp cuff it. And by the way, the left hand that John Morant used to push off the right shoulder, Malik Beasley, on this one against Alton Lister, it's out to the side now. He cuffs it, cocks it back on him, bangs it on him, 
and does the, the multiple point thing. Do you remember that, Max? The multiple point thing? Ooh. And Alton Lister just looks there. It's like a deer standing in hair, headlights on the ground like, what the hell just happened? I don't know if any of you guys have ever been involved in a play where you're looking up and you're just hearing the roar of the crowd and you're like, what just, what just happened? <laughs> what I've just happened? Before. That, yes. That's how Lister felt. What the hell just happened? And then you see the highlight of Sean Kemp, what the nastiest dunk I've ever seen in the NBA playoffs. I remember. So we, we're going to – you're done, right, uh, Jay? I'm done, yes. Okay, so we're going to grade Jay Will on these, right, Max? Is that yeah, what we're doing? We're going to – so how, what year were you born, Jay? 81. Okay, so you were two years old. You, you, you could understand basketball at two years old, I'm sure. Um, probably the problem, Dr. J. The problem is, is in 1983, there was a guy named Dr. J. Yeah, rock the baby. And I just sent it to you via text. Was that in the playoffs, Key? Finals. In the yeah. finals. The finals. I just sent it to you. If you look at your phone. Yep, uh, yep. I'm, I'm and it up now. It is the number one yeah, postseason sense. dunk in Ever. the history yeah. of dunks. Okay. Yep. It, Michael Cooper almost hit his head on the backboard if you see him duck. I remember that like it was yesterday. He yeah. rocked the baby to sleep. Rocked the baby dunk. Yep. That yeah, was that was. One. Yeah. I, all right. So, therefore, yep. you just lowered yourself to a C- on your grading <laughs> scale. Yeah. I mean, I, I could you forget that? When I, said, I didn't want to mention it when we were doing the list. I said, I'm going to just save it. To set him up for failure. 1983. That's, that's a good teammate <laughs> that's two right years there. Old. <laughs> yes, right? Max? Yeah, yeah. A real good teammate. Yeah. That dunk was crazy, and I thought Yates and Pat would love it because it's Philadelphia. Give yeah. a little Philly yeah, a little is, love. Well, yeah, you know, it's just legendary stuff from a legendary city. Typical stuff. No yeah, he had the Statue of Liberty, the Rock, yeah. the Baby. Well, he had some classics. What's the best dunk you've ever seen in the playoffs, Dennis in Delaware? Dennis in Delaware. Are you there? Are you there, Dennis in Delaware? Uh, Max, I've I, I, I seen a uh, dunk in 1965. Hey, yo. <laughs> they didn't have dunks in 1965, Dennis in Delaware. That's ridiculous. Uh, so no Dennis in yeah, Delaware. He's going. But All on right. another note, uh, Lister also dapped up Sean Kemp after he got slammed. What? That was wild. <laughs> He dapped him up after he got banged on. Well, he dapped him do, up man? after that, John. Like, yeah, you, you caught me, but bro. See, but see, Key, here's my – as I'm watching the video of Dr. J, I, I, I get the rock, the baby. But nobody met him at the rim. They was like, trying to. Michael Cooper was trying to. And man, he realized, Michael Cooper ducked to get the hell out of the Because he realized he couldn't. But that's my thing, though. So uh, the dunk was nasty. I hear what you're saying. But, like, I need you to meet me. I need to finish through your ass. That's what I need for a dunk to be top five. That's why I, it, the Sean Kemp dunk, man. I, have you seen? Key, when's the last yeah, time I you seen, seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the Sean Kemp dunk. I mean, I he, remember it. Michael Rain, Cooper Rain Man was crazy. Man, Michael Cooper was flying his ass out of the No, he was trying yeah. to not get his head hit. He was trying to not get knocked out by the backboard, basically. He had to duck. He didn't yeah. have to duck. He was going to no, get knocked gonna, out, He, he was going to hit no, his head. No, look but, at the look at it, Jay. He was about to hit his head on the backboard. But still, or even if he was about to hit his head on the backboard, it still it the dunk is crazy, but it minimizes the contact. Like I'm saying to finish through contact, 
is one of the I most will say this, things. Key. He I eliminated key, you the remember contact. When, when, when Kemp did when that, Kemp did that's it, though, really oh when people God. started saying, yo, he's going to be the best power forward in basketball, right? Like, yeah, he's right, gonna, man. Was he was, that's oh. where we all saw that coming and thought, Sean Kemp's going to be, he's going to replace Barkley, whoever. He's going to be the best. That's how that dunk, like, that dunk had reverberated. I mean, it was just. It, but just, Dr. J got the, come on, Dr. J got the title, man. Uh, well, let's take Against some calls. Against the Lakers in I the finals. Some, I that counts, too. It, yeah, I was about to say, Max. <laughs> finals, Lakers. I hear come it just on, wasn't man. through. It wasn't on somebody. You're so, going to get murdered guys, on I will social get murdered media then. It just so happens that we have an expert to react to Jay's lists. Maybe the best dunker who ever lived. I'll clarify. Not maybe. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, what are you woo, woo, wooing about? Jaws' dad, guys. We've been talking about his dunk mm-hmm. a lot today. His T. dad Morant. was T. Morant. T. Not J. Morant, but T. T. Morant. T. Morant. Yeah. Was sitting Us. next to Usher at the game, right? And they both had shades on at one point. And uh, they look a lot alike. At least for in certain ways, you can see a resemblance. And they were aware of it and having a good time with it. What, what celebrity do you look like? That's the question. So, Key, I don't know about you, but I, I, I get Curtis Granderson a lot. I could totally see that. Curtis Granderson. Granderson for sure. And then Center I get, fielder I don't, for Detroit, the Yankees, the I don't know how I feel about this one. I, 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 get, uh, I get Dave Chappelle. I could see that. Get, the, yeah, I get Dave Chappelle. I don't know why. I could uh, see it. I, I really don't see it. I could see because as you both got older, you both started looking tired. <laughs> you look tired. Jeez. That's right. Jay, Jay, he, Key, Mr. Jefferson. Key, when Jay, Jay started this like show. Jefferson. Key, when Jay started this show. I, as a young pup. I swear to God, this show aged him 10 years. Max, I what's wrong? By him Why are you so tired all I, the time? I, know, I walked by him in the hallway here at the seaport, and I'm like, damn, Jay, you look tired. You know, I just <laughs> out my face with it. And then about one week into this show when I was put on, <laughs> Jay looks at me and goes, hey, Max. You look tired. tired. <laughs> ah, you guys, you guys look great, man. You look like Greeny, uh, Max. Who you look like? I don't necessarily know who I look like. I, I, I think I resemble, depending on more like it's all the same. Relax, more chestnut to a degree. I wouldn't say that. What's the dude? Anthony Edwards. What? A lot of people on this mm, show think Anthony Edwards. No, nah, they think personality wise, not look. The guy, I can't think of his name, but from Family Matters, um, the dude from Family Matters, um, oh, Urkel's buddy that was the the, I can't, the actor. I can't oh, think of his yeah, name, though. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. The brother. Yes. I can't think yes, of his name. I, know. Oh, I don't know it. Oh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, but they, people, you know. I, I get Aaron Rodgers a lot. I get was it name? I was Eddie, kid, Winslow? I Eddie, Eddie Winslow. Eddie, Eddie Winslow. Eddie Winslow. Yes. Eddie Winslow. Uh, the, the actor's <laughs> name is Darius McCrary, and it looks kind of like Key. That's Eddie a good one. Winslow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've had a good one. Yeah, I've had people. I've had people try and put me in that box, but you know me, I'm a bucket. Nope, no one looks like me. I'm really cute. <laughs> Jeez, I'm really cute. 
Yeah, it does. It does make you think a certain way depending on who they say you look like, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, when Curtis Granderson smiles, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But you not Granderson, I could see it for but sure. Heard, oh, you're black and you look tired. tired. Jay, Dave tired. Chappelle. No. We're back. No. Dave Chappelle. No. Keyshawn, <laughs> Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Oh, it was the 18 points in the fourth quarter. It was the 3 late to put him up. It was the layup and it's not just any old layup. I mean, you know, he went to dunk it and changed midair. To win the game, but it was the dunk that got the whole thing going. How great a dunk was it? Was it the greatest playoff dunk of all time? Jay says, no, it was third and put Sean Kemp's one. He said, uh, you forgot about Dr. J's rock the baby. He didn't dunk on somebody. Uh, he, yes, he did no, dunk he on somebody. It was in the dude. finals on the Lakers. Michael faded out the picture. He didn't want because to he was going to get dunked. Exactly, on, that's why it doesn't matter. It well, doesn't meet the well, criteria. Well, listen, guys. Block it. Listen, guys. I don't need. I know you had a 40 inch vert, Jay. Yeah, forty one. Forty one inch vert, Jay. So I get He's it. And Key could dunk. He's but let me bring. Let me bring in someone. What was Key's vertical? Let me bring in someone who maybe knows a thing or two about what the best dunks are, because he's probably the best who ever did it. Vince Carter, ladies and gentlemen. What's, What's up, going BC? on, man? Y'all got me going crazy over here listening to y'all. <laughs> All right. Well, what do we do straight. now? Hey, wait, Vince. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Hey, man, Michael Cooper couldn't block it. That's why he mid-air, he's like, bro, he, nah, he's too high. He don't exactly. rock the baby to sleep, sleep. Yeah. He, yes. What do you mean exactly? No, but Jay... But Jay talking about, Jay, oh, it, he didn't posterize him. He was going to get yes. posterized. He was going to get posterized. If he jumped and tried to block it, he he, he knew. He, he made a business decision. Oh, like, yes. That's, that, was, that was the purpose. That was my purpose for dunking. After a while, you know, in the beginning, everybody's like, oh, let me go block it. Let me go block it, young guy. And after a while, what they start doing? Getting v- out of the way. VC. That's what, that, that's v- what people are going to start doing with John Moran. VC. They were doing the same thing to you, uh, Jay, in high school. Getting out your way. Yeah, I, I, I respect that. I, okay. I'm not minimizing a dunk. It's one of the greatest dunks of all time. I just came on my top five. You know how we used to say, VC, oh, you caught a body. You know how you caught uh, a body, yeah, VC? You no, no, say no, basketball? You, yeah, you, you caught a sure. body, right? VC. All I'm saying is, to me, the Lister Blister, that Sean Kemp, that cradle dunk that he had, and see, that was one of the, that's the greatest playoff, playoff hey, dunk. Hey, Evan, playoff hey, Evan dunk our producer just made a point, Jay, that I think wins the argument. Well, Evan, jump on respond. the mic for a second. I'm not worried about no, Evan, VC, VC, Evan listen to this point. the damn net. VC, VC, listen to this point. Go ahead, Evan. You said Michael Cooper ahead, made, ahead, he made a business decision, right? That business decision right. was to not be on a list 40 years later. So that's why he can't be on the list, because he made a business decision not to not be on to the be list. Yeah, no, Evan, no, but Evan, that makes the – VC, that Evan. makes your point, VC. You can't it makes touch your net, point. Yeah. You can't touch the net now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, Vince, let me ask you this, though, because 
What's Jekyll up? and Jekyll over there in the studio. <laughs> um, when what went through your mind? I really want to know this. What went through your mind though when you knew you was getting ready to catch somebody slipping? You remember what? Um, well, I, I guess I can't say that. Minister of Society. You know when he's sitting in the interrogation room. Yeah, what you, know, you know you're blanked you know you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, you see where I'm going with that. So, but, but you know, for, for me, it was just I, I had a list of people that I respected as great shot blockers. But at, at, there was, you know, especially that that generation, the newer, the younger generation, this newer generation, they were more. They don't want to end up on social media, so they were moving. Even in my 30s, <laughs> and you know, into my 40s, they still didn't. You know, and then there were some guys who, like when I was in my 43, like, like 42, 43, they were like, oh, man, I'm going to block this dude. And I still had the mentality. It just always didn't work out how I visualized it. But, <laughs> but, but my, in my mind, man, bro, I was just like, oh, man, mid, mid, if I knew I had a step and can get up in the air before you, you didn't have a chance. You know, you didn't have a chance. Vince, what about Ja? Where does that place for you? He was like, it's just a sensational game all around. But what about the dunk? It, the dunk, I mean, that's that's the same. I, I can, I don't, I, I haven't had a conversation with him, and I can see his mentality is the same. You can see the setup once he got by the defender, and he's, he he can see the window. Like there is air and opportunity, and it was like one two load. It wasn't about oh, let me get a little closer. It was like no, it's time for liftoff. And you he and not only did he look to dunk, he's leaning to avoid the charge. Like nobody's talking about that. It's not like he jumped over. He's he's lean. the lean is because he can lean to the left uh, to to the left a little bit to avoid the charge. Like that is like everybody can't can't do that. And clearly, not many people see that because he can easily just jump right at him and you know could have gone through him or jumped over him for that matter. It was a lean to the left. Like I mean, that's like athleticism. That's hang time. That's just ability. And now, as he continues to do this, watch how many people start getting out of his way. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like Dr. J on Michael Cooper. People are going to make a business decision and get out of the way after a while. VC, so the dunk was spectacular. But for me, when I watch this series between Memphis and Minnesota, it keeps reminding me of how much Minnesota has been botching these games. If it's how young Carl, they are. Yeah, so I'm saying, VC, <laughs> if it's Carl Anthony Towns being in foul trouble in the first half, then not taking him out, then him only playing 24 minutes, you know, in the opening series of the games, right? If it's hey. them being up 21-point lead, them going on a 20-0 run. Last night they're up 12 going into the fourth quarter. Wait a minute. Let's, let's talk about this. The la- we talk the last play of the game. Yes, Jaws' play was spectacular. But why was it spectacular? Come on, come on, Jay. And Edwards, As man, a defender, can't reach, man. You can't, you can't, if you're going to reach, you better know for sure you're going to hit the ball or get it. At the last play, you be, you have to remain solid because think about this. If he go, he's chasing them topside, cool. And then you level off. If you keep Ja in front of you, guess what type of shot he's taking? A fadeaway jump shot. Contested. Contested. And it's, it's, it's possibly a different result. But no, he's now chasing. Ja catches on the goal and he can be athletic. How much of that, Vince, do you think is Anthony Edwards just being young? And how much of that is, don't forget, he just hit the three to tie the game. He got Ja game one, right? He, those two are the two best of the young, athletic, next level. Could that guy eventually be the best guy in the game? Right? How yeah, much of that is sure. him just wanting to beat Ja? 
it's it's all of the above. It's 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 it wanted to be the hero. I hit the three. Now let me go ahead and make the big the big tap away the steal or whatever and and be the hero to win the game. But guess what? If he stays solid, he can still do that in overtime. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just experience going through it because they're still a young team. They have this is all a learning experience for him. As he goes forward, he'll now know. Let me okay. I'm still athletic. You know, I can still contest this shot, potentially block it. He's he's a leaper. He has decent decent defensive instincts. So I, I think if he's now if he just stays up under him, he contests it. Guess what? You you'll get a great show in in, in overtime possibly. But now it's just like I, I mean that's when I'm watching that. I was like, dang, that's a great play. Then I'm seeing him on the top side. He opened up a, a lane for a super athlete, and you can't do that. I'd rather to me. I'd rather John Morant beat me by a fadeaway contested jump shot. Instead of him being athletic, going and layup, my big doesn't have a chance. We've seen him jump over people, jump around people, and he just did that. VC, there's a lot of the VC. There was a lot of uh, questions about CP3 and if he would be able to yeah. respond to the criticism yeah. that was being thrown at him. And some people thought about his legacy and talk about his le- legacy. In 30 seconds, tell me if this is going to hurt his legacy at all if he doesn't make it out of this round. 15 seconds. I, I mean, I think people seconds, are going to kind of go after him. But, man, I tell you what, he, he knew, like, people were talking about him and he knew to respond. And, and I figured he'd have a big game. Yeah, I mean, we were going to say, you know, CP didn't get out of the play, uh, the, the first yes. round where they probably had a chance to win it. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 